When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another match preview for Wolves versus Nottingham Forest. And is it playtime or is playtime over? We've got our lovely mate. Davy Boy from Always Wolves. The link is in the title. Please go and make sure you're subscribed to them. Dave, how are you, mate? We haven't spoken for ages. I know, mate. I'm yeah, good. I good. A lot better than I was uh, during the summer. Let's put it like that. Things are uh, a lot better than a lot of people, um, especially outside of Wolves, were predicting. And uh, yeah, we're in a we're in an okay place at the moment. So yeah, good. Mate, it was a turbulent summer. It was actually fun to watch from an outsider. Right, we, were like, we, we were like everyone, everyone's sort of laughing stock in the summer. Come on. I mean, it was like comedy at Wolves. It was like completely imploding from the from the outside. You're looking, what the hell is going on at Wolves, man? And it started like everyone expected it to from the summer because you were selling off to Saudi left, right and centre. Um, Lopetegui leaves because you're not going to give him any money and what have you. Um, and then Gary O'Neill comes in after being sacked from Bournemouth quite late into the um, three days before the start of the season, yeah. And then it started, you know, with the old Man U game, which you got, I'll give you, you got screwed on big time, mate, yeah. with that Varchester United. But you're kind of looking like a team lately, mate, like it's it's been weird and. I think, I guess my first question to you is, how was everyone feeling when Gary O'Neill first came in? Because technically, I saw him as a reject from Bournemouth being chopped off, and then next thing, he's he's over at Wolves. Um, I've got to be, you've got to be honest, like, when I first saw it announced, I was like, like, no, no way. Um, Because obviously, the Bournemouth thing, we had a Bournemouth fan that came on, you know, who talked about how, he did, he wasn't a big fan of Gary O'Neill, mm. and obviously because he'd been at Bournemouth and he kept okay kept him up, but they were above the relegation zone when he came in. Um, he was seen by a lot of fans as a bit beige, and like six, five or six games into the season, I mean, I do my live 
post-match shows and a bit like you, you try and be even killed and have an open mind. There's a lot of fans that like were screaming for him to 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 go and saying he, he's a, calling him a PE teacher and stuff like That's that. Right, Pardon? Seriously, was that what you guys were calling him? Some fans were calling him like a PE teacher. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had a really difficult start to the season. We had a tough start to the season anyway. It was a difficult start. We got that away win against Everton, which we always beat Everton at Goodison. I mean, we always seem to win. We beat them three times in a row at the Goodison Park. So we picked up a result there. But we didn't play bad against... Well, I mean, we battered United and couldn't put the ball in the net. And then they had the VAR thing. Obviously, you know... And it, we lost to Ipswich in the cup after being 2 0 up and we capitulated and we we kept like conceding a lot of goals and people were getting a little bit stressed, quite you know, understandably. And then yeah. you put this on the backdrop of everything that had gone on in the summer, the players that have sold, although I've got an opinion on that, Lopetegui, uh, that walked out on Wolves, I've got, got an opinion on on that. And then Gary O'Neill come in, it was just like a perfect storm, really. And Gary O'Neill walked into the middle of this perfect storm of a, a divided fan base, divided mm. uh, some people with the owners, some people siding with Lopetegui, people in you know on what was right and what's true, the FFP situation that was going around, all of these things, and then Lopetegui basically doing a mic drop and just walking out, um, told Hobbs that after the Celtic game away in Dublin. In the in the thing that he was leaving, um, and uh, you know, Lopetegui's still hanging around Wolverhampton, going to yeah. the gym in his Wolves training gear, apparently, and stuff like that. Look, obviously, looking for a Premier League job. I'm sure you'll come on to that in a bit. But um, yes, and Gary O'Neill's come in, and you know what? He walked into a storm. It wasn't his fault. You know, people thought he had no personality. He came on. We got the result against uh, Manchester City. The best thing that happened to us was Mateus Nunes, Pep Guardiola started Mateus Nunes in the middle of the pitch for City. Pep, Mateus Nunes had basically fought down tools and forced to move to City. So he united the whole fan base by him yeah. being on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, he, he got taken off at half-time. And it kind of from that moment on, and the way we played at Manchester City was fantastic. We went to Bournemouth the following week. Um, I think it was. And it was, was it Villa? It was Villa. You drew then with Villa, didn't you? We drew with Villa. We should have beat yeah. them. Um, it, you know, they, they got a. We had a chance. Neto missed a good old good chance uh, to to one nil. I think it was it was one one in the end. But you know, Villa. Didn't you, he had a red, he had another red card in that game, didn't you? I think for yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. You know, if I go through the VAR decisions, VAR decision last minute away at Sheffield United penalty wasn't. VAR decision last last minute and early doors against Fulham wasn't. Should have been two red cards as well for them, but wasn't. Uh, Luton, we're beating them 1-0 with 10 men. We hadn't played very well in the first half, but we're still leading. They got a VAR decision where it hit his foot and then onto his hand and they gave it. He's Seven such points. Babies. Yeah. Cry but, babies, mate. I know, mate. I'd, well, you say that, but like... It, it, it happened a lot last year. I mean, let's go. Let's go back to the Forest game where the guy took his boot off and uh, in the penalty area. Or when he spat on Brennan Johnson, yeah. I never saw that, mate. Oh yeah, that one you didn't <laughs> see. Yeah. That one you no, didn't see. No, mate. in all seriously, in all seriousness, he went on to Monday Night Football, Gary O'Neill. Then if you saw it, I did. Um, yeah. 
and he's he was a massive, fantastic insight on how he prepares for games on training, and then he showed how they implemented at Bournemouth. And that night that he went on to Monday Night Football, back off the back of City and thing, everyone went, "Jesus Christ, he's actually really good." You know, he's, he's he was very engaging. He wasn't beige. You know, yeah. and he's very motivating, and it, and it it turned all the naysayers onto his. And since then, everyone's been like, "Yeah, Gary O'Neill is he, he, he's he's a good manager," and it's kind of the results have gone that way. Okay, yeah. we've had a few that haven't gone that way as you do, but generally, it's been yeah. an upward. Even we beat Sheffield United. Right, you did. You did beat Sheffield, and we should have beat. We should have been three 0 up at half time. We couldn't score, but it's if you, you know, it's one of them things. And it Wolves. I, I, I'm not going to be like, don't be too down on Sheffield United, but I think they are going to probably go down. Um, but we played Huddersfield when Huddersfield were in the Premier League, and Huddersfield only won three games, and they <laughs> would beat us home and away. And I remember coming out the McAlpine Stadium, and the Huddersfield fans were lovely, saying, "Can we play you every week?" They only they only won three matches, and twice were against us. We're like we're that sort of team. We're kind, so you yeah. know this is a, this is what concerns me a little bit with Forest at the weekend. Um, it's the sort of game Wolves really should should win this weekend with the, with how things are. But it's the perfect game for Forest to come and play. Perfect team. I don't know about that, mate. I don't know about that because we are shite right now, mate. I mean, what what's your take on Forest so far this season? Uh, do you think they are where they should be or behind? Or I, well, I look at Forest and um, I always think Forest, you know, are going to be a lower uh, currently are going to be a, a lower table side. I don't think you're you're ready for like quite there for the the top 10 i am surprised uh because i thought cooper you know kept you up i know he had a bad run last year they stuck with him and he kept you up and i think it was where did you finish in the end was it 15th 16th 15th or 16th but like the when you get promoted as a team i mean wolves were an exception really i mean because we you know we did finish seventh the first two years but most of the time you come up and it's about staying in the division right. that year. And, and, you know, Forrest bought in so many players and loads went out and there's like 30-odd players that come in. It's hard to get a team when you've had so much change. So to stay up and get some sort of structure in the team, you've got a, you've got a foundation then, I think, to then yeah. kick on to the next level. Yeah, and agreed. the thing that's... Ten, doesn't seem to have happened, or it did it seem like it was early season, but the last sort of five, six, seven games, it's gone, it's gone, it's kind of gone Shit. where Wolves have started to pick up after the yeah. tough start. Forests have gone like this, and I think your early season form was okay, but after that, it's kind of gone, and I feel like the Forest are now in a position where, like Wolves were in the summer, where the fan base are divided. On yeah. the way forward, and there's yeah. that argument: Cooper in, Cooper out, and I yep. think that's where you're at. And it, you need to go one way or the other. I think at this point, yeah, it's getting to that stage where I feel either way, if you're Cooper in or Cooper out, the decision needs to be made now. Um, yeah. Because what what will tend to happen is I've seen a year in year out with football. 
if it, let's say they stick with Cooper and then it, it gets a bounce back, but then this rears its ugly head again in say March, then it's too late to sack him. You've only got Sam Allardyce, you know, the usual firefighters there. And I do feel it needs to be a decision now. If it's done at the other side of Christmas, for me, that's too late. But it is getting a bit de- divisive in the fan base because it's one win in 11, two away wins in, in 27. 27. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Four losses in a row, um, five losses in six. You know, all the stats are horrible right now for Forrest. But whenever we get to play Wolves, there is still a little bit of needle between the two teams, especially after the cup game last year and good old, you know, yeah. Morgan Gibbs-White, who I've got to say, mate, has been absolutely shite this season. He was he really like the player of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, why do you think that is? Because he's a talented boy. I'll, I'll tell you what, mate, something... Something you said to me last year when I asked you about him and Bolly, you were right. I hate to say it. You said Bolly won't cause any problems. Good professional gets his head down. Um, decent player. Morgan Gibbs White, very talented, but his ego gets in front of him. Yeah. And for me, his ego's gotten in front of him. He's yeah. a bit prima donna like. I think he's been overinflated by myself. He was brilliant last year. Probably a lot in the fan base and also the media. Anytime I do a preview with any team that doesn't really watch Forrest that much, they always would say, if I'd say, who's the danger man? They'd always say, Morgan Gibbs-White, Brennan Johnson last year, for example. And I think that feeds into his ego and the fact that clearly he's a Cooper favourite and that um, that Cooper's almost tried to build a team around him, even though he's playing him out of position. I think that's fed into it. And then the whole England thing over the summer, that fed into his ego. Yeah. He came back without having a break, straight into um, you know, Premier League. And I just I think he's doing too much, mate. It's the flicks and the tricks that are doing our head in. Yeah. I mean, the when they come off, they're great, aren't they? But when you yeah. they don't come off, that's kind of like you know, where it's fans get, and, and and it's when you do the flicks and tricks in your final third, you lose the ball and then they're in on goal. We had the same sort of thing with Daniel Pedence. Yeah. Yeah. Neto's uh, still out, yeah. Neto's still that. Out. Is Neto still out for you guys? Yeah, well, he is, but he's not far away. Um good. really good player. Waiting <laughs> for the press conference later to see whether or not he'll be involved. I, I, for the weekend, I think it might still come a bit too soon. What well, he could be involved. Well, Gary O'Neill said last week he was back in training and stuff like that, not with the full group. It's a, it's an outside possibility. Um, as I, I think it's unlikely as we record this right now. Yeah. Gary O'Neill's press conference is around about two o'clock. He'll probably give a little bit of insight. I don't. I think it's probably unlikely, but it, there is a possibility. Crap. He's not, he's not a million miles away now. He, he, for me, just before he got injured, was probably the hardest player in the Premier League. Mate, he was he's ridiculous. Still, I think he's still in the top three for assists, and he's been out for like six weeks. Yeah, he, he's been. I, I was like, bloody hell, he's not staying at Wolves this year. There's no chance. There's no chance he's staying. Oh, there. Next season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I think he's better than Jota. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But, um, yeah, just quickly back to Forrest then. And you know your football, Dave. 
Who are our danger men, if any, right now that you're worried about? Uh, do you know what? I've always liked Divock uh, I, I have. He always, uh, you probably won't realise this. Did he, he Liverpool when he? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he was a bit of a a bit part player at Liverpool, but it, they, he always came on against us and scored. He, he scored every bloody time he played against us. So, I worry, <laughs> I worry about him because he does have an eye for goal against uh, against us. Um, obviously, you lost Johnson, um, yeah. who was really, really good. You know, Morgan will probably start, I would imagine, because it's against Wolves, so he'd be quite motivated. So, um, a lot of the Wolves fans, I hope he don't play and score against us at the weekend as well. Uh, Chris Wood has always got a goal in, although he's been missing a little bit later. So, he, 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 he's got a good record of scoring against us as well, to be fair. So, that, that's kind of like where I worry is those players have a history um morgan's got a motivation um because it's wolves and all yeah. this stuff and chris wood and Origi have got a really good record of scoring against us and so I, I, that that that's what where i worry really um, Mate, um i hate to tell you there's nothing to worry about you, then, yeah, you say that against every other team, but this is Wolves. No, no, because, <laughs> no, mate, we played Everton, what, two weeks ago, and they were literally shitting themselves about the thought of Origi because he scored some last-minute ones against them. He scored, yeah. like, in their last five encounters, yeah? Don't worry, he hasn't scored a single goal for Forest. yeah? Chris Wood, score against Wolves, isn't he? Uh, Chris Woods, I think <clears throat> me and you are faster than him. Uh, yeah. Me and you are mo- mo- more mobile than him. Uh, yeah, I've Morgan. Never yeah, Wolf, I, Wolfie, I've never seen you this down about your team, man. You look, you yeah, sound honestly, really down. It, it's dire. It's dire right now, the football. They've down tools on, on Cooper. That Fulham 5 0. It was the first match in since Hewton where I went in there just. Just not feeling, you know that that fire, you know that fire you get. Just I just yeah. wasn't feeling it, man. And and we're at we're at crunch stage with Steve Cooper. The reports are if he loses this, he's done. He could win this and still go, as yeah. far as I know, you know. But um, there's gonna be, this is gonna well, be. I was listening to the uh, like to the game the other night, Fulham. The away fan base, which is generally the first first lot to turn, they were singing his name. At the end, there's there's a diehard Cooper in that will take. Now I'm not saying about these guys. I'm just saying it in general. There is some people in the fan base who have said they are happy to get relegated as long as Steve Cooper stays because he gets us. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't get that. Yeah, I I don't get that. Yeah, the away fans are brilliant, man. They'll just back the team, whatever. The home fans turned at Everton. They were, they were ringing out the booze the other night at Everton. So I think with us, it's more so if the away fans go, then you're fucked. Yeah. The well, home that's fans... it's generally the away fans that do tend to go first. So, yeah. but I was, the, I was the one thing that I was impressed and surprised. I mean, the, the Forest fans are all, you know, always give the support for the team and stuff like that. But like at the end of that match, you've just got destroyed by Fulham and they you know it's like you didn't have any defense at, at some points at, at all and yet the away fans were singing Cooper's name and I was like my god they're really sticking by him and then obviously I've spoken to you 
and you're like on the opposite side and you said that so this is why i'm kind of thinking it's a bit of a it's a bit of one at the moment where there's probably infighting amongst the fan base because you know how toxic it oh, can yeah. get, you know and stuff where yeah. people are so passionate for their team and everyone wants like your team like you forest to, to do well and successful but some people have like had enough because he's like was almost like the new messiah the new brian club for me you know a cooper so he's he's kind of got that association with brian clough in the mm. fact that what he did like getting you from nowhere to come and get promoted then keeping you up and building a new team and people are so grateful for that you know on what he's achieved and he's got he has almost that messiah status yeah but on the other hand people are going yeah it's all right saying that but look where we are now and look at the form exactly. last year. it's happening again now and this is like if we, if we don't do something we're going to be in a we're going to be in a in a re, another relegation battle so that's kind Maybe. of that's where you're at you've summed it up perfectly you summed it up and you know i i think i always say everyone should be open about their opinion yeah but the problem in the forest fan base right now is that if you are against someone else's opinion you're you're a derby fan or you don't care about forest or you know all, all that stuff and it's like the the goal is still exactly the same it's just what angle are you coming from it now are you right to be cooper in are you right to be cooper out you can never objectively um prove you yourself to be right or wrong this is football yeah you, you can't it's impossible it's all opinions and i i just think it's getting a bit silly and I, but it is going to come out ahead this Saturday. And the talk is if he loses, he's gone. And the guy coming in is your boy, Lopetegui. Now, we, we've had a chat about this over the week, mate. I don't but see it, mate. Go on, go on. Talk to me about it. I mean, I, I, I wanted to say I don't, I don't, this, I don't but... see. I mean, he might. He might. Let's face it. The facts of the matter are Lopetegui left Wolves. Yeah. Under a cloud, really. Um, and he's still hanging around in somewhere in Wolverhampton, I think, waiting for a Premier League job. I just yeah. don't think Forrest is the job that he's waiting for. Um, and Why? I don't want to be disrespectful. Just uh, say it, man. We no, I don't want to be disrespectful because I like Forrest. You know, I like the fans. I love the... Yeah, I, but you I, don't I, like I, me. So I like nice. the fact that, you know, we've got these games against the team in the Midlands and Forrest's got a lot of history. Don't but, give me all this BS, Dave. Let's no, talk straight. BS, we always do. I'll tell you the reason why. Say it straight. Lopetegui, you know, he, the history with Wolves and why he came to Wolves in the first place. When Fosun took over Wolves, right, Lopetegui was in place to become the manager, our first manager, their first manager. He was going to be, the deal was done. They, they took over Wolves. Lopetegui was in place. Had already said he was going to be the new Wolves manager. And then Spain came in for him just mm. before. Yeah, and I he remember, went yeah. to manage Spain. So his country came calling. So he went to manage Spain, unbeaten, by the way, when he managed Spain. Totally yeah. unbeaten. And then whilst he was at Spain, and this is the type of manager, this is this is this is the, the, the thing I don't like about Lopetag. And we'll come on again now. He's a great manager, and he'd be good for you if you got him. He will he will he probably will save you if you get him. Yeah. But um Spain sacked him because he was having behind-the-scenes chats with Real Madrid. Real Madrid so he went yeah. to manage Real Madrid. He was, and they didn't like it, so they sacked him. He goes behind your back, Lopetegui. Yeah. Anyway, he went to Real Madrid, 
didn't quite work out from them. His record was okay, but everything. And then he went to Sevilla. Look what he did with Sevilla. Yeah. He took them, you know, to um, they won the Europa League. I remember like going to what? Well, didn't go to watch because it was in the pandemic. But watching Wolves play Lopetegui's Sevilla team in the quarterfinals of the Europa League, and Raúl did miss a penalty. It was the first penalty he'd ever missed. Um, but they battered us, and we lost one 0 late on. They eventually won it. Uh, the Europa League, I think they beat United in the semis and or final or whatever. And then he qualified Sevilla for three years in a row for the Champions League in La Liga, which had yeah. never been done. So he's yeah. that good quality. When he left Sevilla, you know, the whole fan base clapped him off and he, he left. His father was ill, Pooley. Yeah. Um, obviously, they sacked um, Bruno Large. He didn't want to come. And then he went over, Jeff got him, and he came in at the right time, early doors, World Cup. So it was like a, a, another mini preseason. Yeah. It turned our fortunes around. You were bottom at the time, weren't you? Now, Lop when Lopetegui came in, he came in, he was paid three to four times any Wolves manager has ever been paid. He brought with him an entourage of people that he wanted, some people that never even set foot in the UK. There were something like £10 million pounds um, you know, a, a week or whatever it was, like a year, sorry, um, the whole package um, for him. And um, he was, you know, Kuna was his top target. Wolves paid over the odds for Kuna, who you'll see at the weekend, £42 yeah. million. Pounds. We bought in about four or five players that he wanted in January. So they gave yeah. him, they spent the money, they bought it in. So that's great. We stayed up. We finished 13th. We're all looking forward to next season. You know, well, got Lopetegui. Everything's really good in the garden. We've stayed up. We've got this. Then FFP hits. Um, yeah. And, you know, Wolves sell a lot of players, although it was only really Ruben Neves that was the big one. Obviously, we yeah. eventually, eventually um, sold Mateus Nunes, but that was kind of after. He, yeah. he'd gone. And um, this is where I, I, I lose a bit of respect for Lopetegui, is that he got his mate, Belegi, the yeah, the journalist, Gillum Belegi, um, to tweet some stuff out, obviously, and that starts to load bullets about yeah. he's unhappy. Then he goes and does, about a month later, a behind-closed-doors interview with Gillum Belegi in, I don't know if you saw it, um, yeah. In, a, in in his hotel room, it was a terrible video in terms of like the sound quality, where he's basically gone behind the media team and the Wolves didn't know about it, talking about stuff. Now, he might have had issues, which is fair enough, but he seems to have this, um, in my mind, this I'm bigger than you. I'm bigger than than you type of thing, and he does tend to sort of do these things behind people's backs. You saw it with Spain, Real yeah. Madrid, stuff yeah. happened severe. Uh, although he, you know, and then you've seen it at Wolves. And if you get him, he will keep you up. No shadow about it. What's his style of play, Dave? Is he a defensively minded coach? Because I hear that could be abandoned at him a lot, or is he up for like a high press attacking style? Yeah, he likes to uh, to break and stuff, but like he likes his back four. He's a mm. back four type of player. 
Uh, he'll stop try and stop the goals leaking in and then build build from there. Uh, and he'll build a team. But this is where this is where I this is why I don't think he'll come to Forest. I'll be surprised. He left Wolves because apparently there was no money because of the FFP. But they spent a lot of money in January bringing in yeah. players. And had we yeah. brought in, we bought in five players. Had we brought in two or three players in the summer window, no one would have said anything. But we spent all the money in January yeah. getting what he wanted. And obviously, you know, you look at Everton this year on what's happened with them, with um, things. So there's a big divide in the fan base about going on the side of Lopetegui, on the side of Fosun. Um, they yeah. don't interest it. And there was, he, he created this divide. And I don't like that, the fact that he didn't need mm. to do that. And he, then he just walked out on us just before the start of the season. After the whole of pre-season, he just goes you know, and saying the squad's not good enough. Well, clearly the squad's good enough because you've got Gary O'Neill that's come in with that squad. Yeah. And yeah. Thing. But the thing is, if he comes to Forest, he's going to want a lot of money spent in January and he's going to come in and he's going to want to bring in all his team, which is going to cost a lot of money for Forest. Mm. And I also think that Forest, that, it, that, that Forest are going to be in exactly the same position that Wolves were last summer, next summer, because yeah. you spent a lot of money in the last two years. And I, did, I think you're going to have to cut your cloth a lot. And I don't think Forrest will give... We've got more money than you, Dave. I know you're jealous, but we've got more money than you. It's it's not about how much, how much know, money you've know, got. It's about the rules, isn't it? 105, mate. 105 and, and the FFP. And I don't see why you would go from Wolves, who were like more established in the Premier League than, than Forrest, with respect to Forrest, why would go from Wolves... Um, who gave him, paid him a lot of money, who brought in a lot of his players, and then he walked out because we hadn't got the money this year to go to Forest, who I don't think um, are quite as established in the Premier League, and he's going to go back into another relegation battle like he had with Wolves last year and do the same thing again, and then he's going to have the same issue next year. That's the reason why I think I think he's waiting for a, a top eight club top hot, you know, you know, like a United, Tag Hag, someone like that to go. Yeah. That's what he's waiting for. If, Dave, let me ask you this. If, say he came to Forest, yeah, and say he did what he did at Wolves, he took you guys from bottom last year up to 13th, yeah, is he the kind of man, let's assume there's no BS in the summer, is he the kind of man, say Maranacas brought him in and could back him over the summer, could he then kick a club on? Yeah, like, is, is that, and that, is that's that what, what we were that's see. what we were expecting yeah. at the end of last season. That yeah. okay, we stayed up, we've got him, we've got a great manager, everything's good, and then we're gonna kick on. And yeah. then it obviously didn't happen because of the financial constraints, and he threw his 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 rattle out the pram and all of that sort of stuff. So he's a great manager, he will he's he's got structure, he's got a big entourage, he will demand a high fee and he will demand that if I'm coming, you've got to invest. And he wants that because he wants to be basically doing what he did with the likes of Sevilla yeah, in La Liga. Yeah. And he yeah. wants to be managing at that elite level. Yeah. And that's the reason, No like I'm saying, no disrespect to Forrest, I would be surprised. It would also almost be hypocritical if he then went to Forrest after walking out on Wolves, who were in a stronger position. So it didn't make any sense. You mean it with disrespect, I know you. No, I don't. I mean it with <laughs> no, all the greatest respect, you know, and I'm I finding a reasoned argument why. No, I think, you know what, mate? I'm so glad we're playing you because 
I do. I did want to ask you about Lopetegui because obviously you've lived through it, and at the moment he is being heavily linked um, with him. But we, we, as always, we're just chatting away, mate. I'm just looking at the time. Um, let's just jump back to this match on Saturday. How do you think it's going to end up, and how do you think the play will will develop on the pitch? Right. So, um, Wolves um, have. Obviously, we've had some difficult matches against Tottenham and you know Man City and you know, you know, and stuff like that. We, you know, where the, the expectations obviously as you go into those games is a lot lower. Yeah. yeah, the expectation levels for this game, as it was against Burnley, is that we should be going and turning you guys over comfortably. It's never like mm. that. Burnley had come off the back of a five nil eight was against Sheffield United. They were down to ten men at half time. But they were their confidence, and you know they had a couple of good chances. Um, Mr. Sitter, that double save with your backup save from Bentley, who's the standing yeah. keeper as well. Yeah. Uh, and then Wolves were not on it, but I think we weren't on it because there was a lot more expectation on that game. Yeah. Um, whereas when you're playing against like a City or a, a thing, you can be you're a little bit yeah. more freer because people that. They, so, but I'm I'm really glad we won that game against Burnley because it kind of winning that game takes a little bit more pressure off the Forest game. Had we drawn that game or lost it, there's an even bigger expectation to beat Forest. So I think we'll our performance. I think our performance levels will be stronger against Forest than it was against Burnley. I think we'll be better prepared for it because he's had more time. So I'm expecting us to play better and create more chances. On the flip side, Forest have come off a bad run. And uh, you've just lost 5-0. Steve Cooper has got his head in the guillotine with the chairman, uh, you know, holding the thing to pull it to, to, to let him go. And there's there's a baying crowd of Forest fans that in some ways would love maybe Cooper not to, not to, to get a result against Wolves because they want rid. But there's another side of the Forest fans that want him to turn it round like last year. He's got... Fans from the Forest fans saying he's lost the dressing room. I think that the proof will be in the pudding on the performance from Forest yeah. at the weekend. Has yeah. he lost the dressing room? Because if he has lost the dressing room, then the, there'll be headless chickens running yeah. around yeah. for Forest. But I'm expecting that he will get a resilient Forest team um, and the players will want to show that they're fighting for him and will come out and will give a lot for the, for, for the team and for the fans. And I think it's going to be a difficult game for Wolves. I think if Wolves get the first goal, um, I think Forest might capitulate and implode. Yeah. I think the Reds yeah. might go. But yeah. Wolves are Wolves are slow starters, mate. We we conceded within two minutes against Tottenham. We conceded within five minutes against uh, um, Sheffield United. We conceded early against against Fulham. We were slow starters again against Burnley. We we haven't started really well. So if you're gonna We're quick starters. We scored the most goals in the first five minutes in the Premier League. Well, there you got your perfect storm, isn't it? That yeah, I've got you worried now. I've got you worried now, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I have concern because it's that sort of game where we you know, it's a typical Wolves game where it's a team that's struggling that will come to Wolves and like that Huddersfield team uh, that we 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 like helping teams out and <laughs> I'm, I, I, that's at the back of my mind. It'd be t- like before the Man City game. After we were saying, I went. It'd be typical Wolves. And before the Tottenham game, we'll go and beat them. It's like that's kind of what we do. But then we'll play like 
a team like Luton or Sheffield or Burnley or at where Forest are at the moment, and we'll trip up because that's the Wolves' way. Saying that, despite all that, I think this team is, although we've got injuries and we've got people out and stuff like that, I do think there is a team spirit within Wolves that there is a, they're playing for the manager, that they've got resilience, even against. Arsenal, when we went 2-0 down after 13 minutes, we held in there and got a goal and they were hanging on at the end. I do think that Wolves will win the game. Um, and I think if we get well, that first goal, it could be 2 or 3-0 three, three in the end. But it ain't going to be an easy match, for sure. All that big man talk, all that scared of this, and then you're saying 2 or 3-0? I think it could be, yeah. I think we're due to do someone. We're due to do someone. We haven't done someone for a long, long time. We're due to have a game where we do. And whether it happens the weekend, uh, again, if we tripped up, it wouldn't surprise me, but I do think we'll have we've got enough that we will find a way, and then when we get the first goal, you've got to open up a bit, and we could pick you up. Mate, there's only one result that's happening this weekend. One nil. Morgan Gibbs White. <laughs> it's not what you said on my preview, mate. No, no, I know. I was down. <laughs> I filmed you that preview. An hour after we just got slapped by Fulham, man. I was I was on freaking suicide watch at that stage, man. But yeah, look. Despite everything, mate. Right? Despite everything, I, I want Forest to stay up. You know, you're a you're a Midlands club. We don't have any many Midland derbies. We, I mean, how many times we have to go to bloody London? It's it. You know, it's yeah. like it's almost like you have to move to London because they have so many <laughs> games in London. Even in the FA Cup, you know, we drew bloody Brentford away. It's like oh God, we're going there again. So. <laughs> Despite everything, obviously I hope we win the game the weekend. But I like I like the Forest fans. I like the fact that you're in the Premier League. You're a proper Midlands club with a proper fan base, and I hope you do stay up. Uh, you know whatever happens at the weekend. You know, so but like obviously I hope we win the game the weekend. But I do hope you stay up. Fair enough, man. And I think Fair you will enough. stay up because I think if if you can't stay up this year, you're never going to. You, you don't, you don't deserve to stay up if yeah. if you can't stay up this year. Dave, it's been a pleasure, mate. It's been a pleasure. Um, we'll, we'll talk again soon. We always do. Um, guys, what a legend Dave is. Link to his channel, Always Wolves. It's in the title. All you have to do is click on that, hit subscribe, completely free to do. Make sure you show him some support. And when Forrest do beat him 1-0, I want to see all those Morgan Gibbs White emojis in his chat. Don't forget to do that. Dave, thank you so much for coming on, mate. It's been so much fun catching up with you, bro. It's an um, absolute pleasure, mate. An absolute pleasure, and um, you know, obviously, obviously, we'll catch up. I'm sure on uh, on WhatsApp after the game and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks for asking me on again. Yeah, it's good to have you. Please hit that like button, subscribe to both channels if you're new, and let's see how this one pans out. Come on, you Reds! Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.